Check, check, checking in, checking in, tuning in to episode 100, dude. We did 100 episodes. I can't believe it. I've done this podcast every week for 100 weeks. That's crazy. Today's guest is Blake Rozier, uh, one of my favorite people to watch. Comedian based out of LA, hands down. He's in my top five of all time. And I'm talking right up there with the legends. Um, Blake is hilarious. I first met Blake at a place called the Improv Space. It was a, it was a tiny little like 40-seat black box theater near UCLA, which I started performing at right when I moved to LA. And Blake does some of the most creative, batshit crazy uh, comedy that I've ever seen live on stage or in, in his videos. Go subscribe to all of his channels, all of his videos. I'm going to link them down below in the um, YouTube section. But follow at Blake Rozier on Instagram too and, and watch all his stuff. He does these show he's done these shows before where they're long form. He does multiple days in a row on stage where he does not leave the stage. And he's done a couple of uh spin-offs of that concept as well. We talk a lot about that. We go into comedy philosophy, we talk about the nightmares of the internet. Um and we just we do we have fun. It's a fun, chill, fun vibe time, dude, on the Brent Pella show today, which is brought to you by Masszymes. Don't skip the ads. You don't know if I'm going to say something cool. I might say something cool and you might miss it. I might say something like, Masszymes are my favorite digestive enzyme. I take them uh, all the time before a big meal, like a pasta sundae, something like that. They just they help your body break down fats and, and starches and uh, and proteins so that you can absorb more of the nutrients in your food. I get less heartburn. I haven't gotten heartburn in a while, actually. I, I credit Masszymes for that. Masszymes.com slash Brent. M-A-S-S-Z-Y-M-E-S dot com slash Brent. And don't skip, I'm about to say something cool. Athletic Greens is our other sponsor for today's episode. Uh, I love these guys. They, they have this product where it's just one scoop of this green powder in a glass of water or a shaker of water. Chug it down as soon as you wake up. You feel great. It's got adaptogens, vitamins, nutrients, minerals, over 75 of them. And uh, they give me the energy that I crave when I wake up. And it, it makes my body feel refreshed, dude. It's, it's important to have a good morning routine. If you order Athletic Greens at athleticgreens.com slash Brent Pella, they will give you a free year supply of vitamin D and uh, a bunch of free travel packs as well. So athleticgreens.com slash Brent Pella. Take care of your health, y'all. And enjoy this episode of the 100th podcast, the 100th episode with my boy Blake Rozier. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, people ask me all the time. Yeah. They're always asking me. Yeah, what do you say? Do you say like, oh man. I rap for them for like an hour and then I like kind of let it go. Yeah. They're, they're usually like, all right, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but they give you a full hour. Yeah, full that's hour. great. Yeah, it'll be anywhere. I was at the beach like three and a half weeks ago, mm -hmm. and there was this guy. I didn't know his name when I met him because I didn't know him, but his oh. name ended up being Marty. Right. And his wife, Clara, they walk up to me, and they're like, um, you must rap, right? And I was <laughs> right. like, I mean, I don't, but I, I can. I'm really good at it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, because you scream like rapper, and I'm like, like just your persona and like yeah, your general and also aesthetic. I was like in the middle of the beach screaming rapper really loud. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "You must rap." And so I started freestyling for him. I was like, "Give me like a you know, Shakespearean sonnet." 
like right tell to me play off of, of. yeah and yeah. then so i was like uh yeah going off and i'm not gonna repeat it now because i don't think you like, should it's a one time whenever i rap it's one time yeah and now. i didn't pay for it yeah, yeah you know usually when you do it again you should charge something of value I money charge, blood yeah. whatever it is <clears throat> they gave me a bag of blood nice yeah that's cool. cool that's valuable these days that's really valuable dude super valuable super valuable dude um <laughs> when when's the next uh blake rosier show the next journey yeah. through the madness of your brain I'm gonna do a one. I'm working on a one man show right now, so not mm-hmm. like a weird long five day like depression. Yeah, night. I guess so. For context, for and I'll say this in the intro too. But you've done how many of these shows have you done where you have a night or a couple days set? I've done three where I do five days straight. Five days straight. Yeah, three on times. stage three yeah. times. One. The Wild. first time was in a uh, like a window. Like a shop, like a, um, what do they call those? Like a storefront? Storefront window. Yeah. It was like 12 feet by three and a half feet. I lived in there for five days. Without... And did you record this or was it more yeah, like it a performance streamed. art? So it was streamed and then people could come up to the window, to the glass and like ask me to do stuff. So I did That's that so for wild. five days. Yeah. And I always do it where I don't have any food or water or like supplies unless they're brought to me from people. So really, you don't schedule yeah. it with friends. Like you'll bring no. me Chipotle at noon. No, really? I, I truly say like, if everyone lets me die in there, then I will die for my art in there because oh like, I'm not going to order anything. Yeah. Like I had a terrible headache in the first one. It was like the worst migraine I've ever had in my life. And that was the only time I literally texted like, my friend, I was like, yo, can you bring me migraine Some pills stuff? or something? Yeah, yeah, that was the one time that I felt like I cheated. But honestly, everyone in the stream was like, I'm going to send you, um, I'm I'm ordering Postmates uh, migraine meds to you right now. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. I'm yeah, going to yeah. have a friend do it who's right here. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, so that was the first one you did. Yeah. The first well, how did the concept come up to do that? Like It was something I've had in my head for like like years where mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I want to live somewhere long term. Like I was like, I want to do 10 days or a week. And then I was like, I feel like that might be too long. And then I was like, but a day is too short. Three yeah. days seems kind of weak. So let me do five days, like five business days. Yeah. And <laughs> business like, days. I'm going to cannot be yeah. a bank holiday No, no, no. is off the, not, not an option. Yeah. I felt like five days was enough time for it to get around that I was doing a weird thing mm-hmm. that people would start showing up and yeah. people did start showing up. So that was cool. Um, and then I did the second one that I had you on where it was just yeah. performing on a stage, like a festival for five days. Yeah. But I happen yeah. to also live and sleep on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you booked other people for that. So yeah. it wasn't just you the whole time. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. The cage. So the first one I call it five days in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that one a lot because of the seclusion was fun. And it was just like anyone could come even because of COVID. Like it was glass between us. So people could come and like wear a mask, whatever they're comfortable with. And five, talk day, to me five through. days in the cage is yeah. the storefront one. Yes. Yeah. That one okay. was like really easy. The second one, I had to wait a little bit till theaters opened up. Then I did five days on a stage where mm-hmm. I had you. And then it was like a festival. I booked a bunch of people. Yeah. And that, that was, was cool. That was super fun. Yeah. Cause I could just sit there and watch the people or I could interact with them yeah. or I could, you know, do anything. Yeah. And then I did the third one, which was a nightmare. Five dates on a stage. That was the dating one. Yeah. Right, right, right. And um, let's just say after that show ended, I was depressed for like uh, a month and a week. Like the worst depression of my life. Because of all the Molly you did. 
Yeah. Yeah. All the girls named Molly. All the girls named Molly. Yeah. What? Uh, why? Why is that? Dude, I don't know what it was. It was just a miserable experience. The, like, was the show a miserable experience? Yes. Really? So basically, I, for the premise of the show, I lived on the stage again, mm-hmm. which is, it was really, that's really hard to do. I'm not going to lie. It's hard to live like on camera for five days while you sleep too. Yeah. Like the streaming is on the whole time. So you feel very vulnerable and like kind of anxious the mm-hmm. whole time. Plus, I'm trying to not only book like, funny stuff for me to do for five days, but also women to go on a weird first date with me on stage. So it it was like double the amount of work of the second show that I did. So five dates or five days on a stage where it was just booking performers. Mm -hmm. This was booking like dates and I had to like schedule them and myself and live on this stage. So there's a lot of extra stuff. Yeah. And it, as much as I wanted it to be really fun it and like the antithesis of like a bachelor show because i put all of the it, it was dramatic still i put yeah. all of the like pressure on me to like show how um like honorable these women were for like doing this weird thing because honestly it's it's weird as shit to, oh of like, course to like oh your hey, first date is i don't know you do you want yeah. to go on a first date with me like on, on a stage, stage in on front of camera. People. Yeah. Where did you find the women who decided to do the dates? 95% of them were people that reached out to me that were friends of friends. Cool. So like, but none of them you knew prior. So a couple of them bailed. So I called in favors from okay. friends or girls that I had gone on like one or two dates with that were like friends at that still. Point. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was like, I asked like, Hey, do you want to go on a date with me? Someone bailed. It'd be a big help to me. And then, yeah. you know, we're still having fun and we have like a rapport, Yeah, but I'd say like most of the dates, I, that was the, f- either the first time I had talked to them in person or like maybe I had seen them in passing really fast. Really yeah. Quick. Yeah. So it was all so in the wild. moment. Mm-hmm. And then I got a tattoo at the end of the person who won the show. <sighs> So I have a, a tattoo of Jess, the name Jessica uh-huh. on my leg. Did you I get the on tattoo stage. on stage? Yeah, on stage. So I got a tattoo Amazing. on stage. And sadly enough, the tattoo artist has since passed away. No way. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it was this guy. He was really sweet and he did the tattoo and he was into the show. He kept coming to the show and like he was really hyped. And then... um yeah, I found out Christmas Eve, my friend Sam was like, hey, I don't want to like be a bummer, but Sean passed away. And I Damn. was like, wow, that's crazy to have. Because I haven't had a tattoo before. It was my first it was tattoo. was your first and only tattoo. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it he's memorializes an entire experience that you went through. And him. Plus him. It was, it yeah. was kind of a trip because I didn't know him that well, but I knew him during that experience, which was a very vulnerable, weird mm-hmm. experience for me. Mm-hmm. So it was all pretty nuts and then wow. yeah so these three shows um because i've i've followed the shows pretty closely because i fucking love you you're one of my favorite people to just watch on stage and Thanks, like dude. see interact with the world around him um these three shows that you did what was did you have something that you were trying to like break through on an artistic level that was kind of the motivation for these shows or yeah. was a main motivation kind of like pure entertainment from your, you know, unnatural point of view. Um, like what, or did, were you trying, was there like an overall purpose for these three shows? Cause they're all unique in their own way, but there's that through line of long-term commitment yeah. to 
the universe you're occupying, whether it's a storefront yeah. window, a stage, the dates. Like, were, were you trying to use these shows to break through something or, like, show the audience something specific? Yeah, each one had, like, a different purpose for me personally and artistically. And then also just all of them were pure. Like, I want to do something that I would hear about that's happening an hour from me that I would want to drive to see. Yeah. So I was always trying to do something where it was it was artistic, but also had that like tinge of weirdness that I would be like, what the hell? So yeah. he was living in a storefront for like five days. That's so weird. I have to like see this weirdo. Yeah. So yeah. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so I always wanted to have a zoo animal aspect, like a, like a goldfish aspect where like I had no control over anything but purely entertaining people. So they right. were feeding me. They could see me or not see me as much as they wanted. That kind of thing. People could in the second two shows literally could have pitched a tent in the audience and stayed there with me if they wanted. Like mm -hmm. I, there was no like rules, right? Right. Um, so I wanted there to be a complete inclusive experience where anybody of, you know, any walk of life could show up, be a part of the show and be, you know, um, uh, included. Mm -hmm. And then I also wanted to do something that scared me like a lot because I've been performing for like 15 years, but yet I still have performance anxiety Every time I perform, um, it's a fun, exciting anxiety most yeah. of the time, but still on like bigger auditions that I go on for big features or for like big TV stuff, I get still really nervous. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I wanted to work on during the pandemic, I was just like, I just want to get better at, I want to put myself in the most uncomfortable situation for as long as I think I can take it at first. I want to go longer by the way, but like, yeah, as long as I can take it. Um, for this, this experience. So that way I can almost like destroy my anxiety. Yeah. Um, I push myself to the furthest point that I can take. So that way going into a room with a casting director is not a big deal anymore. Right. So, you know, and that's what I was trying to do. So that was the personal experience, push myself as a performer, creating a cool thing for people to do. And yeah. And just having fun. I just yeah. wanted to do something new that I had never really seen before. And so that's what I tried to do. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. It's super cool, dude. You, you literally like beat the shit out of your own fears pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. Have you seen that have an effect after those shows? Have yeah. You experienced moments where you're like, fuck, cool. I'm down for Definitely. this. Definitely. The yeah. first two really set me up for success in things that happened. Like I, you know, have since done like a couple really big commercials, some of them hopefully coming out soon. Cool. And then really high stress situations. Like I went to Mexico to shoot a, a commercial where I was like fake skydiving, but kind of like still scary. So I did these like things that kind of pushed me and then also like, you know, pushed myself to write. Like I've been writing a feature and writing a, a, a sitcom as well. So these things that have always scared me, it kind of just, I was like, well, I could do that now. That's yeah. easy. Now that you locked yeah, yourself in like, a box whatever, for five days. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, it was nice to be able to do that, um, to have that kind of push in that direction of like, oh, I can definitely do this now. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And I, it's, it's cool that these happened, uh, they all happened post 2020, right? All three of these shows? Or no. Did so, one come in 2019? No. So it was, um, uh, March of 2020, um, or September of 2020, and mm -hmm. then end of October of 2020. Or no, 
2021, yes. They were all in 21. They were all post-2020, yes. Cool. They were all 2021. Do you think if... Do you think... How how big of a factor was COVID in pushing these shows through? Do you think you would have still done it? Because for me, you know, COVID pushed me and a lot of other comics to figure out... Yeah. Really, what the fuck are we doing? Yes. What are we doing? You know, a lot of people just did zoom shows and that's totally fine yeah but i was doing zoom shows like ah man this isn't real i'm at home on my couch doing bits like stand-up bits and then i would try to do something different i'll just commit as a character for like the 10 or 15 minute set and not even do stand-up and just be a character and that's really fun but it was still like what can i do differently i'm scared everything is at a standstill and and covid was like pushing all performers to figure something else out is that a main factor for you building these shows or do you think you would have done a version of it without COVID? I think I would have done a version without COVID no matter what, but I think the reason I did it when I did it was because of the situation. Yeah. I've never seen more generosity and like love for performance than I did during these shows. Also, I started yeah. doing like a daily live stream called the vibe stream on my YouTube channel oh, every cool. day at 6 PM like right when the quarantine started and Mm -hmm. I did that daily for like months. And then I started just doing it when it was, when I had the energy because it it was a lot to do that, but it was a really cool therapeutic comedic fun atmosphere and community that had been set up, you know, anywhere from 15 to 70 people would come in and we would just talk about life, talk about, you know, whatever, get our minds off it. I do characters. I would do mm-hmm. improvised music. I would do, you know, any random stuff. And that kind of created this community where I was like, oh, wow, people really, really need something yeah. right now. Something that's not something different, something different. Yeah. And so I was enjoying doing that. But then I was like, damn, I should really do some stuff where people can still come see me and live that experience in a way that is still safe and comfortable for everybody. Yeah. And so that's what those kind of ended up being. And the second one I did five days on a stage, my friend Mike posted it on TikTok and it like blew up. It got like a ton of views and I had people coming from all over, honestly, like mostly California, but there was one guy who came from, uh, uh, Louisiana, Wow. Like drove with his girlfriend. Like people came from all over to see it. Yeah. And they were like young people, TikTok kids, right? Yeah, yeah, 18 yeah. to 25 year old kids. And you you think of these these people as like uh, short attention span, constantly flipping through this shit. Yeah, like yeah. fingers sore from being bored, right? Mm-hmm. I've never seen, uh, each night I did a show from like 5 p.m. to midnight or like 7 p.m. to midnight. These people would come, they would sit, they would not be on their phone the entire time, and they would just stare at the stage all night. And it was crazy because I was like, oh, that really cemented it for me. Like, oh, people need something to look at right now. Yeah. Like something real. And these people were like blown away by not only the show, but like the commitment level of everyone doing like who are Yeah, because the, the it, it's not laughter for five hours straight no it would probably fail if it was yeah right it's way more entertaining for those moments of vulnerability even within yeah. like a character that's having a breakdown yeah. right or like some type of like um interaction on stage like improv moment that goes weird and awkward now you have like a cringy moment you had so many levels 
of at least what I saw. Like, remember that dude that you interrupted me? Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> That's a great example. That of was insane. A weird, weird thing. Yeah, I didn't know that guy. At I, all. Which is yeah. still bananas to me. I yeah. was uh, so just context. I was performing. We were gonna do a two man thing of yeah, some I, sort, and then a guy in a donkey suit uh, showed up and came on stage and kind of stole the show. Yeah. <laughs> He came on stage and he was saying like, hey, um, I'm here for the Shrek musical rehearsal. (laughs) And we we were looking at each other like... Did you do this? I thought you did this. I I was like, oh, this is funny. This is something you would do. Like, this is fun. It totally is. And then... And I was thinking like, oh, this is him. So I'm going to go along with it. And then I I pretty quickly after a few minutes realized that this wasn't you because we were <laughs> yeah. laughing, like kind of looking at each other and I was laughing. And then, so I was like, Oh, this is just a random dude in a donkey, suit. in a donkey suit who saw the show and wanted to come right. Like, you know, just crash it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so into this. Oh, I, absolutely. I absolutely. I yeah. So we kind of screwed with him. And totally. it was really fun. Cause he, he, he had this really like negative demeanor of like, you know, I drove all the way here from San Diego to do the, you know, whatever he was talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm the director. Um, yeah, this is the <laughs> you producer. started directing. Yeah, so Shrek uh, sit down there for a full hour in silence <laughs> to get into character, and don't take off your mask, and hold these baby back ribs, and don't drop them, and then just giving them weird tasks oh, to man. do. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd loved it because they were like. Oh my God. Like, we don't know if this is real. We don't know if this is fake. Yeah. Like, yeah. And whether, either way, it's like totally fun. Engaging. To watch. It's, it was so engaging. Yeah. And you created the space for that. Yeah. And I it, wanted any weird, yeah. weird shit like that to, was, I was cool with. Yeah. Um, didn't mean I wasn't going to scream at the person. Sure. But it, 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 I wanted that to be allowed. I yeah. wanted to create a show that was weird enough that people would be like, Oh, I want to come and do like something weird. Yeah. Let me try to throw on a bit, even yeah. though I've never been on stage before. Yeah. Yeah. It was really fun. It was wild. Dude. And I love that, that happened with you because yeah. I've known you for, I was thinking about, it, I think like almost like six, maybe a little bit dude, more. I've been here for nine time. years in LA. Yep. I've been here for 10 and yeah. it was within my first two years that I went to the improv space for the first time. And that's where we met. Yeah. Right. Doing, uh, weren't we on the same team there? I don't. The same improv team? Or no? I don't know if we're on the same team, but the same night. Yeah, we were doing improv. Yeah. And then also the, the open mic. The open mic, yeah. Yeah. So I remember you from that. And so it was just kind of funny that like knowing you that long, now we're on stage doing this weird idea I have. And then this random donkey guy. Yeah. Like, this is so funny. Yeah. Dude, it was hilarious. Yeah. And it was great. And the room was full. And that's, yeah. that's what was so cool that speaks to your perception of like these TikTok kids. Because I, I, when I think of those people, anybody that's, you know, 16 to 24 – they are scrolling through with their fingerprints yeah. getting burned off every yeah. 10 seconds, you know? Yeah. But uh, when you create something that's so engaging and entertaining and you commit to it and you really have something to offer, I think people tune in. I think that's a huge lesson for folks to get from what you're doing. I yeah. Think it's cool. If there's any weird ass idea you have or anyone has that they've always thought that's too weird to do, I highly recommend doing any clownish type have you taken thing. clown classes um, or any type of clown? Yes. And I've done a lot of clown type shows. Yeah. And that's kind of what this was in a way was the like the um, constant. It was me constantly trying to prove myself the whole five days to be good enough. Yeah. And 
as fun as I was in the show, what I realized in the third one with the dating is that destroyed me Mm -hmm. because it was very personal because it had to do with like love life. Yeah. Even though they weren't, they were real dates, but they weren't like, I wasn't necessarily looking for real love. I was open to it. Right. Right. But I wasn't look, I was trying to put on a good show. Right. And that got misconstrued a lot, but I still was open to that possibility. But I got destroyed, dude. I got yeah. wrecked after that show because yeah. dating is really hard and exhausting. And I was just like, oh, my God, dude, this is it kind of emotionally drained you. Dude, I was yeah. like, I was legit. I was ready to check myself into a, like a like a hospital. I was like, I'm going to wow. do some shit to myself. I hate everything about myself right now. And then I had this tattoo to remind myself of it. Like, oh, man. and I was like, this sucks. It was also so amazing right? and emotional and generous of all the viewers and the people that came. It was yeah. incredible too. Yeah. That also stood there, but there was also a whole other piece of it that was really, really hard and destroyed me as just like not even really a performer at all. Cause I wasn't really performing. I was trying to be really real and it yeah. really just destroyed me as a person on the like, dates. Yeah. I was and, like, and on stage. Yeah. How long was each date? An hour. And there was one on each day. No, there was five each night. Oh my god! Yeah, and then, um, and I would do these dates, and then, um, each at the end of each night, one one person was chosen by the audience and the stream, and then those five girls came back on the final night, um, and we did like they met my mom and <laughs> and like my fake dad and like my friend playing my dad, bunch of stuff and and. Anyway, it was crazy. That's nuts, dude. Then the tattoo, and it was just like, yeah, I was so over it. I was just like, I'm ready to go, like, live in my room for like, sure, alone forever. Sure. What can I want to go back to our improv space days? Um, and which I think is closed now, right? Yeah, it's not there anymore. Sadly, bummer. There's a whole thing about that too. I we Uh, tried to reopen it. Yeah, I remember there's COVID started. Oh, dude, such a cool spot. Yeah, man. Some of my biggest like growth happened there. It was just those yeah. were like the early days of just not knowing what the fuck I was doing and yeah. flying around stage like a bat and like all this doing running out into the crowd and like poking people. Some of the it, best stuff. Some though. of the best stuff. Do you oh, know, that was my favorite. Do you know stuff. what you're doing now? Because absolutely I not. Don't think I absolutely not. Fuck doing. no. I yeah. pretend I do to make my ego feel good, but yeah. no, I have no idea. And yeah. you know the 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 purest moments of joy that I feel today are the exact same types of emotions that I was feeling back then. Like you can tap into that first joy of comedy and that first like rush of hearing a laugh based on some weird improv moment that you did. Um, And it's, it, to me, that's much stronger and more fulfilling than like the punchline of a standup joke that I wrote. Yeah. Right. Or like uh, putting out a sketch and seeing a bunch of positive comments. Yeah. Um, There's something raw about that in the moment laugh that you get or even or just reaction during an improvised moment or during some weird like show or something um but the improv space was the first place that i felt that and it was really dope. yeah it was great it was really cool when you when you were at the improv space were you starting to form like philosophies toward comedy at all consciously or subconsciously yeah when i moved to la i had already done improv for a good amount of time oh you had and produced like shows and stuff in, but- in college yeah, and, and out of college. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to L.A., I was trying to find a place to do that again because I was missing that. I was trying to – I had, like, one friend. And yeah. I was, like, 
living on a couch in a studio apartment against like my my best friend's like uh bed and they were like married so yeah. <laughs> it's like living on their it Cla- was very classic la yeah. stuff yeah so yeah i am forever grateful for them for letting me do that that was probably way worse for them than it was for me sure and it was great but anyway I, I was trying to find my comedy home and also just like people who liked to do comedy and weird shit and were open to doing fun stuff yeah and so the improv space was that for me once i found it i was kind of there all the time and then moved ended up weirdly moving to westwood near ucla so i was cool walking distance oh amazing and yeah. then we would see each other and the community there was really cool because it was kind of unlike any other improv or comedy community in LA where it was really tight knit. Cause it just wasn't like a big thing. It, it was friendly. Really, it was yeah. really friendly. And it never really got big, which no. I wished it always did because I wanted it to, I wanted that place to do well. Yeah. But I think in a way, the way that that community fueled itself kind of ended up being great. Yeah. And, you know, I think there might've been a benefit to it staying so kind of under the radar yeah. in terms of the grand scale of LA comedy. Yes. Um, because everybody loved each other. I don't remember yeah. really beef there between performers or no. anything weird happening. You know, it just felt like uh, when people showed up, they were showing up to play. Yeah. People just really wanted stage time. And yeah. so they were just like stoked. People would watch each other's shows too. Yeah. I think that's why I hate <laughs> watching <laughs> improv now. Yeah. I went to an improv show the other day and I was just, it's, I'm talking about straight up improv. Yeah. Cause it's different when you watch like, Weird character bits or, yeah, or clown, like a clown show or right. like stand up even is different enough for me. Mm-hmm. But the standard, how's it going, everybody? We are <laughs> we are poopy pie. Can we get a suggestion of anything at all? Banana. Thank you so much. You and so then much. I'm just like, I can't I, like the second I hear that and see it happening. I immediately start like folding in. Uh, to myself. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I yeah. can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dude, I went to so many improv shows when I first moved to L.A. I was at UCB five days a week yeah. just to watch shows. I would stay there all through the night. This is right before and during when I was starting to perform. Um, and then, yeah, I felt, I feel the same way now when I, when I see that live, I'm like, ah. yeah, I wish I didn't feel like that because I that's what I came from. And I, and I yeah, do same. really love it still. Mm-hmm. I love, that's the thing. Put me on a team to perform. I love doing that. Yeah. But watching it is really hard. And it's not that people aren't, you know, awesome and good at it. I just, I really found that I do that because I love to do it, not yeah. to watch it yeah. as much. Yep. Unless it's the greats. If it's really, really great people that I look up to, I'm like, oh, I want to watch how they do it. Sure, like, sure, like, sure. Yeah. You know. Did you go did you go through UCB or Groundlings or anything um, like that? Did a little bit of UCB, performed on a lot of like bit shows there and characters did stuff with yep. them. Um, didn't ever do Groundlings, did some IO, did some pack. So cool. I've kind of been a little Mixed bit of everywhere. Into everything, yeah. 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 But now I'm, you know, just now you're cruising. Producing. I yeah. mean, I feel like that's kind of what we learned from the, the pandemic is like you can create your own shows yeah, in a you park can. and it doesn't even matter. And people mm-hmm. are just like stoked to watch. So, yeah, you've been doing a ton of touring and stuff. That, that's yeah, been super that's been really fun. I'm building a live show now. That's kind of a one man show. That's like it's not all stand up. I've never wanted to do an hour of stand up. That yeah. has never appealed to well, me. Well, you're much bigger than that to me. I've always seen you, I've seen you do stand up and you're great at stand up, but I've seen you do characters and that's where I've always loved what yeah. you do much more. Thanks. I remember one at the improv space you did, it was like, it was like a, a newly divorced 
like husband, like yeah, man in his forties. He had like a mustache and like was a he wig. doing the uh, Christmas decorations? Yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Yes, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that, that and yeah. being like, oh, this dude can really like make a like a heartfelt crazy person. Yeah. And that's always been my favorite. It's just like people that will fully commit to a really, yeah. really dumb thing. That's yeah. My favorite I love that thing. so much, especially yeah. seeing like what would traditionally be a strong character start to crumble. Yeah. You know, and start to break. Oh, I fucking love it. It's yeah. the best. You did. Didn't you do a, um, at your show, there was something about making drinks and there was a pumpkin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Involved. Yeah, so I started doing this thing. I've been doing this thing for a while called Blake Rozier's Bad Show. It's just kind of yeah. like an Eric Andre between two friends kind of feel where mm-hmm. it's just me being awkward and uncomfortable and slightly disrespectful to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't tell them what we're going to do. I just tell them it's all going to be fake, but yeah. we're going to like record for 20 minutes, no cuts. Nice. So I never cut it. I want it to oh, be like insane. just like that. Yeah, yeah. The early ones I did a little bit, but the the ones I haven't really done them. In Are a while, these online? Yeah, they're online. People like them, but they do shit on YouTube. So sure. I, so I'm like, I'm not going to do this yeah. because it's they're fun, but I'd rather just do it live or something. Yeah, and yeah. actually get fulfilled from it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I started doing that, and so I decided I'm going to start doing like that character, that kind of like thing live on stage and make either cook stuff or mm-hmm. do weird like you know physical stuff or make stuff mm-hmm. or talk to people and once again it's like a very like audience participation heavy thing where i'm yeah, talking yeah. to the audience and and really not having anything planned but just kind of gauging what they want and cool. taking going with what they want rather yeah. than following their responses my lines or whatever I've, like yeah, I don't yeah, write, yeah 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 i try not to write lines or try and plan stuff because i usually when i do a live show that I'm booked on, I, I pick an hour before what I want to do. What sounds fun. Yeah. Cause I feel like for so long I was trying to do live shows to like impress industry yeah. or like get like book out something or yeah, like that yeah. shit. And yeah. I realized like live performance has never been that for me when I started, it was because I loved to perform. And so now I just think of, Oh, I'm booked on a show tonight. What do I want to do? Oh, yeah. I kind of yeah, want to yeah. like dress up like a grasshopper and like, be yeah. silent on yeah. stage for 10 minutes or I don't know. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. Like totally like sounds like sounds Seth word. Yeah. It yeah. does sound like Seth. It does sound like <laughs> Seth. Something he would do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool to be at a point, you know, and I, I, I feel the same way cause there was a period of time where I was trying to do everything to impress industry. I was desperate yeah. for management and a touring agent and all these things and everything I was putting out. There's a couple of years ago. It was like heavily, you know, um, the intention was to attract Hollywood, right? Yeah, I mean, that's never normal. worked. It, but that's but it's, it it's typical sense. for people on our path, right? You're it, trying to survive. You're yeah, trying to make money. You're yeah. trying to live and doing what you love. And yeah. then the ironic thing is, you realize that the way to do what you love and make a living is to say, "Fuck all that. I'm just gonna right. do me. I'm gonna do what yeah. I want to do." Which is what you said at the beginning that I love so fucking much. Which is that you wanted to make a show that you wanted to watch. Yeah. That is like what I put into everything I do. Yeah. And, you know, we all get frustrated about our pages not growing or whatever. Even I, I do now. Yeah. Um, I was talking to, uh, of all people, my mom about this the other day. And I was like so frustrated because I was like, dude, I've been doing this 10 years. Yeah. And I've made like videos that I, I think are so great and da 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 da. And it, I just realized, you know, if I'm making stuff that I like to watch, and I'm eating food every day yeah. and paying rent, that's a win. That's a yeah. total W, you know? And sure, we all want to be Sacha Baron Cohen making yeah. uh, whatever his next thing is going to be. But if we're on the track 
and we're really liking what we're doing, I think that's great. Yeah, I totally that's, agree. That's the goal. And it's always easy to like in your own situation to take it for granted. And I try and remind mm-hmm. myself every single day, like you're saying, but I look at your page, you have tons of subs. I'm at like almost 35 K to me. I'm like, Oh man, I want to be like all my friends who have millions. Sure. Everyone Same. around me. Yeah. I'm like the underdog with all my friends. Like, yeah, dude, underrated why haven't you blown up i know and i'm like yeah. just because it's gonna take me 50 it's years say, right, okay. right exactly yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. slower to come up longer the career exactly whatever, fine exactly uh but then you know so i see your page i'm like oh yeah it's tons of subs but then and i'm like oh, i only have 35 almost 35 and then people look at me and they go well he has 35 i'm sure oh and yeah I only there's have people thousand. at 10 so it's, there's it, people at five it, the levels are ridiculous. Always unhappy with, yeah. with our yeah. lives. And it's, if we were happy, we wouldn't be making cool shit. Yeah. You know, which is kind of yeah. weird. You know, Morgan Morgan J had somebody DM him when I was living with him, and the guy was like, "Hey man, I uh, you know don't take this the wrong way, but I hope you never find true happiness because otherwise, you I don't know if you would be able to oh, make such amazing art." And the guy, it, it was like sent to Morgan in like kind of a joking tone, but there was still that message behind it and i was like dude i mean fuck that's such a weird we should find true happiness in what we're doing i don't think there needs to be some underwritten sadness within all of us that's the only reason we're making there doesn't need to be cool art it's not necessary sure it can live there it can be tapped into at times but it's not the drive i'm not waking up every day depressed and like putting one (laughs) leg over my balcony yeah (laughs) You know, as I'm drinking coffee and then pull it back up just to see if the wind blows, you know? Um, I think we, I think there's a way for us to, to be happy and, and still, and still make cool shit, you know? Yeah. I don't think that sadness needs to be fully a a part of it, but I think often it is just because of, you know, let's be real. I think part of the reason I do this because I'm trying to be good enough. Sure. And And you're trying to figure it out, right? And life. You know, and, and I want to be good enough and, and please tell me I'm good enough. Please sure. help me. Tell me I'm good enough. Everybody leave a comment right now saying Blake is good enough. <laughs> it's all going to be the opposite. Oh, <laughs> uh, comments destroy me too. Do they destroy you? They murder me. Yeah. I read every single comment, dude. I it's ha- a problem. I try and it's a problem. St- I've been trying to stop reading them, but mm-hmm. then I end up reading them. Yeah. And 99.9% of them are the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life. Totally. But yeah, it's that point one. There's always that one that's like, that drags "Hey, dude, what's up with your hairline?" <laughs> my favorite one. <laughs> you know? My favorite one I got. I'll never forget it. When I'm 80, I'll literally still be saying this. I don't care. I'll give this person credit. They uh-huh. did a good comment. It was um, not funny, and you got fat. <laughs> <laughs> no periods oh or like, dude. Not funny, and you got and fat. And they said that like, and yeah, not funny. <laughs> Why? And you got fat. It was just like, like yeah, I gained a little bit of weight. Oh I gained a lot God, of weight, all right? dude. And That's yeah, some of my stuff is not sharp. funny. It was, Fuck. it was so. Had it been a paragraph, it probably wouldn't have hurt as much. It was right. just like you can tell right. they were like, I got two things to say to you about this video. <laughs> it's so messed. I was just like, no Damn. fluff on the comment. <laughs> Sometimes the fluff helps cushion cushion the pain. Did you do you know where that comment is? I don't know. Oh, I don't remember. Man. I kind of want to get it tattooed on me. You next should either get it tattooed depression. or you should print it out and make merch out of it somehow. <laughs> like put it on a shirt or something. You yeah, know? dude. Uh, <laughs> Not funny. Know. And you got fat. Oh, man. Because think of it. If so it was, simple. If it was, <laughs> if it was like you got 
you got fat and you're not funny. It wouldn't be as funny. No, no. Not funny and you got fat. <laughs> you got fat. There's no fat on that comment. That's it. It's, it's so the perfect funny. thing. It's the perfect way Man, to say it. Now there's it's gonna be so 50 mean. comments of that below. Too, Everybody please it. comment funny and you look great. Oh <laughs> Everybody damn. please. Funny and skinny. Funny and skinny. <laughs> funny everybody just starts commenting on your videos. Yeah. Funny and skinny. <laughs> yeah. Oh damn. Comments, dude. Guys. I'm talking right to you. Comments really affect the creator. And if you want to keep seeing them do, they do. stuff, uh, comment nice stuff. And if Comment you, nice stuff, dude. Yeah. The best way to not support somebody is to not comment. Every comment drives the algorithm. Yeah, Every really single helps. one. Sometimes I get negative comments and I'll reply and just say, hey, thank you for commenting. And then yeah, they'll reply another help. negative thing. Yeah. And then I'll follow up and I'll be like, thank you again for helping the algorithm. <laughs> And I'll say that. And then they'll still comment on it. And it's like, dude, every comment you make is like benefiting me, even if it's negative. Yeah. So I got 99% of my subscribers like me, yeah. probably 1% subs to hate me. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, you, the, the comment, the ne negative comment thing is so toxic, <laughs> but it's also like, we can't help but look at them sometimes. Yeah. And you know, everyone has the ability to do that. And honestly, whatever, if they want to do that and that makes them happy and that's how they're happy by consuming my content, then you right. Know, Okay, yeah, is, that's it, fine. Do you ever think like in um, do you ever do any like deeper, fuck like philosophical thinking into what your comedy is doing or what you want it to be doing to people? Based, yeah, based on like your place in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You do? Because do, do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's good to do that. And healthy. I think it's great. I think if you're not doing that, you're probably not really loving. What no, you're your surface level and doing yeah. it for a different intention. But if, if the intention is really to try it, I mean, everybody wants to figure out their place within the human existence, right? And what yeah. it means and everything. And as performers, we're constantly tapping into emotions and we're using language to communicate and body language and physicality and, and putting ideas from inside of our brain onto the physical like plane of existence. And I'm curious, like what, what have you... What what are what are the, some of those thoughts that you've had before in in terms of how what you're doing on stage or in this yeah. like physical realm is kind of tapping into with other people to create connection or like serving some type of deeper purpose either for yourself or in your place in everything that's going on in the world you know what I mean I think it changes a little bit here and there but the the biggest through line I have I think of stuff that I make and want to keep making is stuff that, like I said, is super, super 100% commitment level to a really dumb thing. Yeah, That's yeah. my favorite comedy. That's like Andy Kaufman. Yes. Is that one of your favorite yeah. guys, I'm sure? And, you know, same as like, I'd say Fred Armisen, Tim mm -hmm. Heidecker, Steve Carell, like all yeah. my, those are like my three big ones. I'd say like those three guys really do extreme commitment level to just the the worst dumb idea that sure. they have. And I think like that's incredible. Um, and then also the biggest thing that I've always tried to do. Um, and I had the epiphany when I was just like <clears throat> a freshman in high school, when I was doing like pirates of Penzance, the musical, like, you know, I wanted to like, I always liked being funny, but I think much more than being funny. I just wanted to have people feel something. Yeah. So that's what I've always tried to do is just have people feel something. Yeah. So I don't care. 
I, I want them to be in a state of limbo of like, I don't know how to feel until I know how to feel. Mm -hmm. So like when people watch my stuff, I like them being uncomfortable. I like making stuff that makes them uncomfortable because then they leave the theater going like, why did that make me feel uncomfortable? Oh, it probably made me feel uncomfortable because you kept talking about dad stuff. And I have weird shit with my dad. So let me think about right, that. Oh, shit. Right, yeah. Right. I should probably call my dad or I should yeah, probably yeah. never call my dad. Right. You know, and I'm not trying, you know, theater for social change. I'm not saying I'm trying to do that, but I definitely love stuff like that where it's actually creating some sort of change in the world. You see a good movie. Yeah. And you think about it later on mm -hmm. because it makes you think about something. Even if the movie sucked and you hated it, it's still making you think of something. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's bad. And I think that's one thing Andy Kaufman and those three that I talked about do really well is they do something that seems like just really like bite-sized. And then later you're like, whoa, wait. He like didn't let us laugh. Steve Martin's another good example. Yeah. Like, yeah. he didn't let us laugh for 40 minutes. Yeah. And then that made us start laughing so hard because he wouldn't let us laugh. Like, yeah. So a big thing I love to do when I perform is when people laugh, I shut up, stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. That's so funny. And you pick and choose when you do it. Cause obviously mm -hmm. I want people to laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm a comedian. I like that. But I also think I, you know, am a strong dramatic actor and that's just as much a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. So I like mixing the two. Awesome. Yeah. Do you Making like Tim Robinson? Love Tim Robinson. Yeah, yeah, I think you should leave is one of my favorite things of all time. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. What do you think about the difference between season two and one? <sighs> there was a, a pretty clear difference, I think. Um, I still liked season two, but it just didn't feel as maybe inspired as season one to me. I thought it was phenomenal. I think some people hate on season two a little too much. Um, but season one just felt like it was the newest, like no one's ever done sketch comedy like that before. Yeah. Nobody's ever done a sketch with no ending. Yeah. But then somehow it feels fine that it just ended that way. Right. Yeah. Or like a sketch based on a character who refuses to give up on this moment that he so clearly failed. Right. Yeah. The yeah. guy that's choking, yeah. the guy that's trying to open the door, the guy, the guy that's trying to give out his, all the top hats for whatever the fuck, like all these little things that he does where he just refuses to take no for an answer. Yeah. That hasn't really happened before. Key and Peele had a couple sketches where with like a character that's kind of, yeah. but not, not even, it was just like so new. Yeah. And then in the second one, it felt like some of the sketches were improv scenes that kind of started to not have a direction maybe. Um, and I know that might be his writing style too. Still loved it. I still loved it. I thought about it a lot because yeah. when I first watched it, I was a little like, Oh, this is really different. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I was like, he did this on purpose. You can tell like, it's the same thing with like Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. A lot of people were like, ew, I don't know if you watched that. Like mm. it's like, there's a weird dark, um, sh it's dark. It's like a really dark show and it's, it's still funny, but it's like, you know, there's one it's like about like a guy who's cutting off people's toes and eating them. Like, I don't yeah. Know, it's like, it's really yeah. weird. Right. But then you start to think like, Oh, these people like you got, they, that's what they really want to be making. Yeah. I think like season one of something is like appeasing to the, like 
the producers and mm, like you know interesting yeah. and i really think that like season two what re-watching it over and over i've really realized like oh damn this is like his true like i think the more it goes the more we're gonna see what he really wants to be creating oh okay same That's with cool. like Keen maybe Peel. i just gotta watch season two again then yeah watch it again i don't know it, it was intriguing to me because my first watch i was like wait where's like the it's not as like yeah like silly yeah, it's, maybe it's a little more dark or a little more serious. Yeah, or it's it a little more really, dramatic. It doesn't seem like the joke is like as as obvious this time. Right, right. But I'm like, I think that's like a true testament of like someone being like, I'm gonna st- okay, it did really well. I'm gonna make the thing that I really really love and yeah. care about, and yeah. like the people the, who really love it and care about it too are gonna follow along. And there's gonna be some people that like, I could be super wrong. He could have just maybe, you know. Not been, been as into it. Sure, I don't know. sure. Yeah, but it seems to me seems like it though. You'd think such like these these people we look up to who are so smart and mm-hmm. so comedically genius, mm-hmm. like they know what they're doing. So I always try and like assume that like for him, he was probably like this is what I want to be making. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, I have faith that he probably was. Yeah, you yeah. you have a show that does that well. You want to make the second season a banger and you yeah. want to really love it and it's your baby. So yeah, I'm going to watch season two again. I only watched it once. I watched season one, like three times. Yeah. Um, it's so I'll easy. watch season two it's again. It's so short. It's so short and yeah. it's so brilliant. Yeah. The shit he does is just, it's brilliant. Do you like Sacha Baron Cohen? Yeah. He's one of my number. He's either number one or number two, him and Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, but Sacha, what he, you know, he went through the whole clown school in France. Yeah. Which is crazy. I took two clown workshops with Dr. Brown, who I'm yeah. sure, you know, yeah. um, a couple years ago and I, I really want to take more, but they just haven't been like in person. They've been doing yeah. the zoom stuff. So I really want to take another one. But, um, so I've watched a ton of stuff on what Sacha has done in Borat and in, um, this is America. Did you watch that yeah. series? That shit is crazy. Talk yeah. about somebody committing and he's not committing to like a small dumb idea. He's committing to this massive concept that he's, introducing to all these people who are blind to it right and it's like he's a kazakh journalist on the road in america trying to figure out what the country's about that's a big concept and but he commits through it so hard and um like i read a story where i think he got arrested as borat uh during the shoot either one or two i forget but he got arrested as borat he didn't break the whole time the only way the producers knew uh, that he got arrested is because they finally let him make a phone call and he made the phone call like as Borat to the producers and told them where he was. Damn. And then they, can you imagine doing that? I mean, at that point, you're really doing it for yourself. That's sick. I love it's that. It's amazing. Sick in the sense that it's very cool and tight and swag, but also sick. It's also like sick, you're like you're sick, sick in the person. head. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's exactly what I would want to do too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it takes a lot to like, especially when you got like a lot of money like on your shoulders, you're making yeah. a movie. Oh, bitch. Yeah. I'd be in character too. I'd be oh, like, yeah. this is gold. This is know? it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I, w- I would love one of my dream projects is to do something where I can just commit to a character the whole time. Do and it. Just like, do yeah, it. yeah. Like a movie or like a TV show, but it's shot in a certain way so that I literally never break either. There's yeah. like Bryler or like an alien yeah. in full makeup or something like do that. Do a long show. Why don't you do a 24 hour I should hour do a long show. show. Yeah. 24 hour show. That Just would be do fun it. Too. Or even like a host a like a 10 hour comedy festival as right. that character the whole time. Or I don't know, do something. Yeah. Cause you, that's you a fun learn, challenge. Dude, you learn so much mm-hmm. and 
especially if it's a character you've done forever, like my bro character too. Damian. Yeah, love your guy. I've done it, dude. I've done it for like eight years now. It's it's so easy to yeah. to tap into, and it's like so fun to explore. And yeah, you learn a ton about it. And I, dude, I highly suggest just doing some weird thing. Yeah, even if it's like a twenty four hour live stream on your YouTube channel, and just be yeah. that guy. I don't know. Lo- you. You hit a point when you're going on a long endurance type challenge like that where you get this crazy like runner's high, but it's like yeah. an actor acting high. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. And you just, I mean, you obviously got to be careful. You need to always remember like, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't ever want to lose yourself totally. But it's it's a pretty fun thing to be able to like. To drop in. Yeah. yeah. To drop into that moment. Um, yeah. Did you watch uh, the, well, not Man on the Moon. Uh, Andy and me, the Jim Carrey thing. No, I didn't. Do you know what it is? No. So he did. He was Andy Kaufman. In... Oh, it was the documentary about yes. Man on the Moon. Oh yeah, yeah I saw. You that. saw that? Yes. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Yes. Wild. Yeah. That's the type of thing where maybe Jim lost himself a little bit. Yeah, right? I was like, dude, you're being a dick. Right yeah, you're now. being a but, dick. <laughs> I mean, but is that part of his yeah. whole, pra- like you know, um, practice? Is that Do part you think of his Andy process? Kaufman's alive. He might be with Tupac somewhere. <laughs> Just chilling, dude. I think he's probably dead, but how dope would it be if he oh, comes it'd be out so and cool. like, "Yo, I've been here, dude." <laughs> what I'm was not, the story I'm behind his death? I don't even remember. Let's look that up. Yeah, Jamie. Look That's so funny. Um, yeah, what if he just comes out? He's like, "Yo, I've been that weird character on TikTok." You guys all thought right. maybe it was it real or not? <laughs> he pulls off a mask. He's like, "It's me." <laughs> Uh, lung. Oh, it was a lung cancer death. Well, but there was, was something 35. weird about it, right? There's, he was 35. And when did he die? What year was that? Uh, 84. So math, 84. That's 40 years. <laughs> you think he'd still be chilling in his 70s? I mean, you know <laughs> like, what's I'm funny? Come out with it. He's so nuts that he might still be alive and never tell anybody. You know, and that's He's just the bit. Die in his house. Yeah. Never tell. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh man, that would be cool if he's still alive. If anybody could pull that off, it would be him, for sure. That'd be crazy. Ugh. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite stuff to watch these days, comedy wise? I'm the type where I rewatch stuff pretty much over oh, and cool. over. Right on. Yeah, I've been kind of watching King of the Hill a lot lately. Oh no way! Yeah, I love King of the Hill. I used to watch it. I as used a kid. to watch King of the Hill all the time. Yeah, oh, it's been years. Brilliant since show. King of the Hill. Rewatching some of the stuff, I'm like, ooh, this wouldn't be on TV anymore. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure. Like, oh okay, but I mean, he, they're kind of the they're also like the worst people too in ways. So sure. it's kind of like that always sunny mentality where it's like, oh, okay, it's fine. You're being, we know you suck. So we know you're like, a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. So always sunny, um, trailer park boys. Oh, and, they're great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Portlandia. Sadly, I can't get anymore cause I refuse to get, uh, whatever the one of the 75 streaming services. Oh yeah. Jeez. And then, um, uh, yeah. Always sunny trailer park boys. And, Dude, what the heck? What about um what about uh f- like film-wise? Mm. Cuz the comedy f- feature world is pretty lacking these days in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think it's we're a, we're a far cry from where we were like 10 years ago in the height of like the best some of the best comedy movies that were being made. 
I mean, my all-time faves are like Dumb and Dumber, Hot Rod, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Those ones I like to watch. Yeah. But I really, I rewatch Star Wars pretty much. Oh, great. Okay. Religiously. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of comedic movies. Yeah. Um, oh, and Seinfeld's the other one I watched. Did you a see uh, Eric Andre's movie? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That was cool. That was really Did you cool. see Jackass Forever yet? No, but dude. I keep hearing about it. It, I Wild? teared up, dude. I teared really? up. Really? Yeah, it's a really great film. It what's crazy because I I've always loved Jackass, but like I started watching that when I was like ten, pretty much. I would watch CKY before Jackass was a thing, like, mm-hmm. and that was just crazy. And then I ended up doing like, I didn't even think about it until I watched the Jackass Forever. But like, I did a sketch with Bam Margera, like, I think like a year and a half ago. Oh, really? Like or like a year ago? Right I did this thing with my friend Reckless Ben. We put on like this party in a in a in a demol- in a house they were going to demolish the next day so everyone mm-hmm. could just like ruin it and like like sublime old x members is sublime played and like bam margera was there and it was crazy and people were like breaking the walls down and like moshing and that's it was, insane it was nuts holy shit but yeah at the end i was like i gotta film a sketch in this weird house and i was like uh bam <laughs> do you want to be in it and he's like yeah i don't care and he's like <laughs> sure and then he was in it and it was just like crazy like I didn't even realize it in the moment, but then watching Jackass Forever was like Jackass and CKY and like those that like really kind of created who I was yeah. like as a kid. And I think a lot of people like in Dude. our age demographic, it was like that was a huge component of what I do today. Huge. Because like I love being funny yeah. and like I love doing drama. I love but at I love a weird sadistic aspect to it. Yeah. Dude, you know? in, in junior high, in seventh and eighth grade, I had one of those little handicam things. It was like a digital handicam. Um, and we did pranks on people at school and like after school. And we would do like dumb scene yeah. type things. And then we burned all the best clips onto a DVD and sold it for $5 to everybody at school. No way. And we called it Jackbutt. Dude, okay. Jack, yeah. I called mine dumbass. No way. Yeah, That's we, so funny. See, I I never had this <laughs> I never had the smarts to to edit it, but I just have old yeah. tapes of just I mean, it's really like really bad shitty. dumb bits. Oh, it's the worst bits. Yeah, like Yeah. I'm Blake Rosier and welcome to dumbass. And I like <laughs> jump in a bush and be like, "Did you get that? It's freaking crazy. Seriously, I fell in dog shit, damn it." Yeah, dude, like, that's what? what we did, and it's so funny watching that back because obviously the language that we were using back then uh, could not fly today. Yes, yeah, um, dude. But also, we were really committing to some of the things. We had this teacher. Shout out to Mr. Demarco in junior yeah. high comment below um the rumor and the school was like what if he comments like not funny Love. got fat <laughs> receding hairline you suck receding hairline should have gave you an f <laughs> so the rumor in the school i don't know why people thought this but people always thought that he was kind of wacky and like believed in aliens and was like this crazy like nazi pseudo weird guy like not nazi i say nazi but why did i say nazi? <laughs> i was like damn dude not nazi but like he he had this like mil- military sense about okay. him so he was this really rigid dude uh nothing to do with nazis i retract that yeah, yeah. statement 100 percent um i was just thinking about where you got that uh, well i was thinking i'll tell you i was i was thinking about watching um inglorious bastards again oh, okay. while we were talking about movies i tried to clock it in yeah, my head yeah. and then it came back and it was like hey brent say nazis right now <laughs> and so i said it and now it's out there in the world yeah but no he was not a nazi in any way but he was kind of he had this like military-esque demeanor um and he like believed in aliens or that was like the rumor on the street 
he probably didn't. He was just some old weird dude that was teaching yeah. PE. And so we went into his classroom with it with like a hidden camera like like this, just up against my arm so he couldn't see it. Um, and two of our friends went in and like started telling him that they just saw aliens and like really were committing to it. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like whatever. He's like just – he didn't know – what the fuck we're saying? Yeah, I don't know. I and see then, the camera though. I know you're pranking me. Right, exactly. And then somebody came in with like a hood, but backwards, and <laughs> trying to be an alien. Trying to be an alien. It was the. One. Oh come on, dude. We watched this back. We're like, where's the production value here, dude? We but we committed, and That's that like kind of I think that set the foundation for just like making each other laugh, you know. And we still do dumb shit today with our friends, and it's the same thing for real, dude. Yeah. Did you get in a lot of trouble in high school? Uh, yeah. Mostly for like, do like just trying to skirt the rules and shit. Like we we printed out um, hall passes. We stole them from the office. They were like green ones, pink ones, and yellow ones for like meet with a counselor, got to run off campus real quick, or like has an appointment with a doctor, right? And so we stole a bunch of the pink ones and we printed them at FedEx down the street. We printed like a hundred. We cut them out to look in the same size. Then we forged signatures on them. And we would pull each other out of class to go get donuts. Damn. Yeah, it was like bad. But also, fuck it. We're in high school. Uh, so I hate to tell you this, but I have, I've known you for a long time, but you're, the faculty of your high school uh, reached out to me about 10 years ago. Did they? They wanted me to do like a long con thing. and No way. Yeah, they've been waiting for me to be asked on the podcast. Finally, I was. And now we have proof that you did that and you are going to go to detention today at three this, you committed for the last nine years of yeah. being my friend just so you could my name me? is actually frederick i've Holy been uh, living in the u.s for like 10 years to do this thing oh my god you're russian no i'm, That's incredible. I'm from vienna oh, okay <laughs> if i was russian that would sound more like well, this someone, please. do you it do would a, sound like a can, caramel what, on what's your tongue. favorite voices that you could do uh i like uh mine your voice yeah. is cool. My voice yeah. is like I've been working on it like my whole life, and I feel like I sure, like it, yeah. sure. I don't know. I like doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, Australians like one that I really love, but I just suck at it. Like, dude, I'm so bad at Australian. Yeah, like I'm good at it. Good eye, Mike. And then yeah. fucking hell, like I lose it. Right. But yeah. It's like right. It turns. It's British really hard it's, to yeah. lock it in. I can't. Yeah. I'm, it's so bad. I'm I thought so that was bad. pretty good. It was okay. Yeah, I don't Thanks, know. Like, yeah. But I like trying to do accents. I like speaking in accents for a full day just to get like good at them. Yeah. In my house. Yeah. Sometimes I'll order in an accent like at a restaurant just for fun. And whoever I'm with will be like, why did you do that? And I'd yeah. say, well, she thinks I'm British now. Yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm a silly goose. I'm a tourist. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else coming up? Do you have any live shows you want to plug or anything? I'm doing like random bit shows here. I'm trying to do a, a one man show as my character, Damien. So at some point, yes. hopefully you guys can come see that. <clears throat> I do like at least a sketch a week on my YouTube channel post on Instagram, TikTok all the time. I guess like the biggest thing I want to promote is, um, uh, to just for everyone to like get a therapist. Everybody get a therapist or do a lot of mushrooms. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of the same thing. I think it should be court mandated that every person has a therapist. Yeah. Um, and also is a waiter at least once in their life. That I believe yeah. in 100%. So be a 100%. waiter and get a Go therapist. Go be a waiter. Go work either at a restaurant or in retail. Yeah. Right? I can't. Oh, damn, dude. I'm... Either one of those is fine. Did you ever work at a restaurant? 
I've done both. I worked at a I worked at a restaurant <laughs> next to the improv space called Top Leaf. Oh, uh, you did Chinese um, <laughs> cuisine. What? <laughs> when? During the improv space. During the days. improv. <laughs> so I would I would work at Top Leaf. I would do. I would go on my break. There was a massage parlor next to the improv space. I would get a massage on my break, and then I would do shows at night at the improv space. Then I walk home. <laughs> That's absurd. So crazy. That's so insane. Yeah. Oh, man. On my first day at Top Leaf, they're like, okay, you're coming in for training. And it was just one guy that ran it. And he was a student at UCLA. And he's like, yeah, I come in for your first day of training. And my training was showing up and doing everything. And working. Yeah. And not ha- not being trained. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I showed up. And he's like, take the key from the lockbox and open up and fire up the grills. <laughs> oh, my God, I didn't cook, dude. but he wanted me to fire right, up the right, stuff. Right, right, right. And then I had to do like the phone uh, orders, the in-person orders, bust the tables, like run the t- run the food, be waiter. Oh my like, god, clean that's every- insane, everything, dude. That's so crazy. And I was like, oh, so this is my first day of training where I run <laughs> where a I restaurant, work. right? Yeah. <laughs> where you're the general manager, yeah, of where Top I literally do every single thing. <laughs> uh, they're since out of business, and they also, sure. uh, yeah, like I had to beg them for tax forms so I could damn file taxes. I'm like. <laughs> This is yeah. this is bad. But. but everybody needs that experience. I was at Cheesecake yes. Factory. Oh, I, you I, seem like a cheeser. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, I was at um, Grand Lux Cafe prior, so I was a Luxer. But oh, wow. when I became a cheeser, they finally gave me a big old piece of cheese. And Damn. that was really helpful. I, What'd I you keep, do with it? I keep it in my car. Wow, yeah. yeah. It's in my glove box. Yeah, yeah. in your glove box. Yeah. You keep cheese in a place long enough, it goes from smelling so terrible to mm-hmm. rancid, and then it just disintegrates, and the smell stays there forever, but it's much less than it was in its worst It's way time. less. Yeah, yeah, so. for a longer time. Yeah, which a lot of people don't realize that you can yeah. do that. You can just keep, and, and for most cheeses, you could do any kind of cheese. You do Gouda mm-hmm. or a Fonginelle, right? Fon, yeah. Fonginelle cheese. Fonginelle, it's a real cheese. Mozzarella. Mm-hmm, mozzarella. And you can put it anywhere in your car. Yeah. I put I opened up Anywhere. a tire once. Anywhere. You open it and you put it the put cheese it in. in the tire and then sewed the tire shut. Yeah, that well, you have to make sure that you're using the right kind of tire needle and the tire string. The tire thread. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's a good dinner. Um it's a good time dinner. Most people subscribe to it on my GoFundMe so that I can give them cheese. Yeah. It's, I heard about your fun. cheese fund. Yeah. yeah. It's a good fun oh, cheese fun. Bless I, you. Yeah, I had a weird little like mm-hmm. spring sound. In that was my cute. <laughs> Dude, I worked at Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story and then we'll probably, I think it's, I think we hit a little over an hour. That's great. It's perfect. We got like two and a half hours left? Yeah, about three. Okay. Um, We should do a whole podcast in character. Oh, I would do for it. For a different Let's one? Let's do it. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. I'm I'm in. Fuck Let's yeah. Do that. Okay, cool. That'll I've been thinking like, wait, should I pop into characters and do weird bits? And then I was like, no, nah, we should just probably talk. It was a fun talk. Yeah. It was great. We did a little bit of bitage, but I think bitage. for the most part, it was fun pretty real. Yeah. I like that. Let's come back. Let's do a full character pod. <clears throat> yeah. I'm in. We could even do like a live stream and take questions and oh, shit. Oh, we should do that. That'd be fun, That'd be fun. dude. We could oh, stream man. on both of our channels too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Get comments from and both. And cross, cross the cross promo and yeah. get negative comments Pollinate. from each other's yeah. fans. I think that'd be great. See who can give that. us like the meanest comment. Yes. I would love that. <laughs> Who can be meanest? As a way to, you know, spread love by yeah. showing meanness. Um, anyways, uh, I don't forget what I was going to say. Cheesecake Factory, yeah, everything tastes like butter. Oh, right. So I was at Cheesecake Factory. I worked there for like a year and a half. 
and the only thing they would give us is free soup at, at the end of our shifts. They wouldn't give us like meals or anything. Why? It was just like free soup. I don't know. They're a small corporation. They're small. Yeah, they're Probably trying to watch their bottom line. It's mom and pop shop. And so I would, I would always get like three tubs of free soup to bring home. Oh, that's kind of cool. It was great. And sometimes there would be homeless people on my walk back to the car. You and so I'll it. splash them with it and just keep running. I'll run away and be like, hee 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 hee. or <laughs> Uh, no, one time I put a, a cup of soup down next to a woman who was sleeping in a sleeping bag. So very clearly not doing well, right? And I put it down next to her and, she, and I just started walking away. I didn't say anything. And I heard 10 seconds later as I was walking down the street, she was like, fuck this shit. And I turned around and she kicked the soup into the street. And I was like, what? What? Why? It was chicken tortilla soup. It's like the best kind of soup. But it taught me a very valuable lesson, yeah. which is that... Um, Soup is not compatible with a certain type of sleeping bag that you can get at Bass Pro Shops. True. Yeah. Doesn't it, like, if it touches the stuff, it, like, sucks you. It, like, it the, sucks you into the sleeping bag, you like you a perish. little black hole. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, quick story similar to that. Mm -hmm. I was outside of a 7-Eleven. <clears throat> that was it. Pretty much it. Nice. No, I was outside of a 7-Eleven, and there was this lady. She's like... Hey, can you help me out with some food, like some spare change for food? And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I got you. And I went inside and I got her like two of the taquitos, which I get yeah. on my own. You know, I, I got fat and I'm sure. not funny. So you gained I, weight and you're you know, not funny. Taquitos. Yeah. <laughs> I got two of the taquitos, like a bottle of water, <clears throat> like a bag of chips or something. I walk outside. I'm like, here you go. All it's stoked for her to be like, wow, you got me food. That's what I asked for. <clears throat> and then she says, she looks at the taquitos and she goes, I don't want that shit. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh. She's like, I want money for booze, bitch. <gasps> and no, I was like, come oh, on. Man. Did she really say yeah, that? Yeah, she really said that. And then I walked away and I was like, okay. Damn. But that shouldn't deter <laughs> you from giving to the homeless because honestly. No, I try to give food. You know, there's there's shitty people of, yeah. of all walks of life. Yeah. But, you know, most yeah. of the time they really actually need food every other time i've given food or water to any homeless person oh same stoked. it's been accepted a, and appreciated fluke. yeah yeah it was um, probably the same woman who kicked uh the soup yeah, in the street. She, dude. she's out there with a very specific set of needs damn dude yeah. wait you're from the bay area right or uh davis up by sacramento yeah i knew yeah. you were up north mm -hmm. yeah i'm from the bay i knew we were both what was san francisco uh, east of San Francisco Concord? by Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Martinez right next oh, to Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, right on. Yeah. yeah. That's the stomping ground for sure. Yeah. Did you ever do comedy in San Francisco? When yeah. You, did you start there? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Did oh, you? Oh, great. No, no, no. I, I oh. started in LA actually of all places, but I would go up all the time because it's hard to grow in LA. Yeah. Um, just because all the people that like I was trying battling with for stage time or whatever, you can do more time up in the Bay when you're starting off than you can in LA. Yeah. There's tons of spots up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. A lot of bringer shows, but mm -hmm. they're... I, I don't mind bringer shows. I feel like they're kind of looked down upon a lot of comics, but it's just mm -hmm. because you're not passionate enough about your comedy. Damn right, dude. You should be a... You like, can't, I'll bring 35 friends. friends. Yeah, I have... I definitely have that I for sure friends. have 35 friends. I have friends. so many I friends. could count them all in my hand. 35. I, yeah, I could count them all. I could count, them, count all. them all. I can count. You can count. Yeah. In uh, multiple, in different types of numbers too. Yeah. You probably do all types, all, all types I of numbers. I love the numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. They don't smell bad. They don't smell bad. They don't really have any smell. Yeah. 
Has anyone done any really funny like microphone bits? No. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of funny ones. <laughs> Just talking like that. <laughs> there's gotta be funny microphone bits. <laughs> I don't know. This one's pretty funny, probably. Uh, or you could just talk about or you yeah. know, clear them out. Like, this looks like a bird. I'm a bird, too. I oh, that's fun. Like there's lots of funny bits. It does look like a bird. Yeah. Guys, Blake Rozier, everybody. Go follow him. Subscribe to all the things. Leave him nice comments, please. Um, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. It would actually make you feel really good. Yeah. Make you feel really good. Make you feel really good. Do you, um, you ever thought about doing podcast stuff? I thought about it once. Did you have all the stuff set up? Yeah, my buddy recommended it. Yeah. But then he ended up uh, owing me $7 for like a really long time. Fuck that fool. So I felt like I couldn't trust him. So I just kind of bought all this stuff to do a podcast. Um, But I don't like do any. I like don't don't, uh, do anything. Yeah. 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 Don't air it. No. And that's it. Follow Blake. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great ending. Um, it couldn't have been a more perfect ending for this episode. I think. Uh, follow Blake. But at Blake Brozier, I'm gonna knock all of his. I'm gonna put all of his um, uh, channels down below in the YouTube description. Masszymes.com/brent for your digestive health needs. Athleticgreens.com/brent Pella for the best morning routine that you will ever have. Um, I'm on tour, and I'm on tour. What am I doing? Uh, February 24th. At the Brea Improv, February 24th at the Brea Improv and South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina. I'm in Greenville, South Carolina on the 25th through 27th. So come see me, go see Blake live and enjoy your lives. Enjoy your lives. Enjoy your lives. Enjoy your lives. Hope you're having a good one. All right. See ya.